1: Hello, everyone. This is a D-Rays Bay podcast special. I'm Brett Rutherford, and joining me very shortly is senior writer at RaysBay.com, Darby Robinson, and our very special guest on today's podcast special, Tampa Bay Rays outfielder, none other than Brett Phillips. That's right. We've got Brett Phillips on the podcast today. We're talking about MLB The Show 22, which just launched, and this upcoming season, what we can expect out of Brett and this Rays team going into the year. So it's, it's an exciting interview. He brings so much energy. He's the same guy that you know and love when you watch the games. We loved talking to him, and we can't wait for you guys to hear this conversation. So let's get right into it. Here is mine and Darby Robinson's interview with Brett Phillips. And now joining the show, Tampa Bay Rays outfielder, Brett Phillips. Brett, what's going on, man?
2: Hey, what's going on, brother? I appreciate you having me on. How are you?
1: doing well doing well i know we're we're all getting ready for uh, for opening day spring training a late start but you guys are you know off to the races getting ready to go i just kind of wanted to ask like how, how is spring training going it's your first spring training like in a mostly no covid situation i know last year was a little weird uh, but what what's that been like going through your first normal if you can call it that spring training
2: with <laughs> oh man well it's going quick you know with the lockout situation and then with the covid year last year I was talking to, to a few guys. It feels like we're, we're not going to ever have a normal spring training ever again. But, um, you know, if it was up to me, spring training would be uh, this quick every year. But I know we have to accommodate the pitchers. And uh, as for position players, three weeks, we're, every, we're all talking about, we're like, this is plenty of time. We're good to go. Let's go right into the season. But, you know, spring training, usually six weeks. And, uh, no, it's going well. Well, you know, we have pretty much the same team from last year uh, with the exception of a, a few different guys um, who, who will provide, you know, very a lot of talent and uh, I think a, a lot of success to our team. But for the most part, all familiar faces. It's been it's been going well.
1: What does that mean? Like to have most of the, the 2021 team back like you guys had a really successful regular season. I know postseason didn't go quite as planned, but to be able to bring a team back that that won 100 games. What does that? What does that do for you know? Like, what are the hurts levels at right now with this team? Hurts
2: are hurts are high, my man. Um, you know, there's a lot of expectations from ourselves. Uh, shoe I just lost an earbud, but that's okay. Let's keep rolling. Uh, there's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of expectations from from ourselves, from the fan base, uh, from our coaching staff. But if they're, if there are a group of guys who can handle those expectations and uh, use the year before 100 wins that's uh it's a heck of a year as a platform as a stepping stone to get better it's the guys in the Rays clubhouse and i say that because of the character uh, because of the work ethic because of the group of guys who i get to see on a daily basis go about their business it's uh it's exciting to be a part of i've learned a lot being with tampa bay and you know i i firmly believe that with last year we fell short in the playoffs but 100 wins i firmly believe we you know we can grow on that hopefully win a world series because that's the ultimate goal
0: when you bring back so many people when you have a team as deep as the rays have i mean your outfield alone you have three guys including you that could be starting center fielders <laughs> how how what does the team do to kind of keep everybody loose keep everybody involved you know you they the rays almost more than any other team used all 26 or 28 for at least the first month this year involved, but that means there's downtime, there's playing. How, how do you, how does the team keep you guys like ready to go all season?
2: Yeah. Well, you see how we operate as an organization, guys are going to bounce around, get used a lot. Uh, You know, we're going to cycle through pitchers, but as an individual and as you know, your own understanding your role and kind of embracing your role for me, I know what the situation is. Like you said, we've got depth, right? We've got a lot of outfielders who are good baseball players. Not to mention the guys waiting in AAA and AA who are just as good that are, you know, will be available to to be used. So for myself, it's knowing, hey, what does Brett Phillips for, provide on a nightly basis? And for me, if I'm not playing, I have to be ready to come off the bench to steal base. I have to come off the bench to play good defense. Or if I'm playing that day, I, I understand that, hey, I, I need to maximize the first couple innings because if a lefty comes in, they may be bringing a, a right-handed hitter off, off the bench. And understanding that and accepting your role will is what championship teams, if you have a collective group of guys with that mindset, you're going to win ball games and you're going to have success and that's what uh, you know, every guy on our team, has been able to do. And I feel like has been a big part of our success.
1: It, it seems like organizationally, there is that buy-in that like, honestly, with the Rays, there's, there's no such thing as like an everyday player, right? Like everybody's going to rotate in and out, but be, be in the best spots to help them succeed. It seems like if, if there wasn't that buy-in that success wouldn't, wouldn't follow it. Right. You, you might have a lot of other clubhouses around the league where some guys would get frustrated that they're only playing five out of, out of every seven games. What can you say about like what the, the, the culture is around the Rays and, and needing that buy-in?
2: Yeah, you know, I think it comes down to ego, right? You've got – this is the highest level of baseball. This is the major leagues. Everyone at this level has had success in the minor leagues Is and one of the best baseball players in the world. A lot of the times your ego can get in the way and tell you, you know, I'm the guy. Like, I'm supposed to be out there on a nightly basis – but you talk about culture and you talk about a good clubhouse, the Tampa Bay Rays set the bar, set the tone. And, I, you know, I've been with other organizations before in a sense that everyone has set their ego aside and have came together for the greater good of the team. And that's to be bought in to, to what's going on, to embrace your role and, and be a good teammate and just go out there and play hard everything else that has nothing to do with winning has been set aside. And it takes a collective group of guys like we've been able to do to have the success. And, you know, I, I will say obviously huge shout out to the Rays front office and how they go about acquiring guys. It's no secret. The guys that they bring in, they're able to maximize their potential just as they did with myself. Um, I always tell everyone while the rest of the, the league is playing checkers, the Rays front office is playing chess and it shows how, you know, the guys they bring in pitch pitchers, what they're able to do, how, how they're able to uh, maximize their, their pitches and their success. It's just been really cool to be a part of, to see how they a uh, winning organization time after time has able to operate it's cool to be a part of and witness
1: what, what was initially said to you like when you were brought in in the middle of that 2020 season to be a part of that success what did they tell you about about your game that the, that they helped bring out of you and you kind of burst onto the scene that year
2: yeah it's a that's a great question so for myself i think you know at the big league level I always associated not having the amount of opportunities with why I wasn't having the success I was having down in the minor leagues um, thought process just was negative And it, it was all, you know, came, it's, it stemmed within myself and it stemmed within, you know, low confidence as for the raise, I've never had uh Uh, like the front office come up to me or the GM and say, Hey, listen, like we know, we know your bat's going to come around, but we're, we're not worried about that right now. Just focus. We, we know you're an elite defender and we know you're going to help us win games. Just focus on that. Don't put so much pressure in trying to perform because we know this is going to come around. So be yourself, relax. Don't try and be someone you're not. Don't try and be Superman. And that's, what's allowed me to settle in and kind of had the success that I've been able to have up until this point, just because of the confidence they instill in you. Like I said, there's no, there's no external like restrictions and rules and things that besides winning that I have to worry about. It's like, Hey, if you want to be goofy and dance around, be goofy, dance around, have fun. Like that's what, is going to get the best out of a guy like me. And they've been able to allow me to have that freedom, allow me to be myself. And, you know, there's different strokes for different folks. Like you're just, you're gonna, and it's, there's no right or wrong way, right? Across the board, you go, you you, you if you were to spend a year with each MLB organization, it will be so different from organization to organization, you would be mind blown how different things are. And that's, that's okay, right? Everyone's going to have success in different ways. But for me personally, the Rays have been able to maximize who I am, who Brett Phillips is as a player because of how they have, you know, been able to just operate and set the culture.
0: So on that, on that note, um, you know, you're, catchphrase, not the right word, but like your mantra of like baseball is fun is we've heard from other rays that, you know, the idea of having fun playing the game and letting that take the front, you know, kind of the emotional forefront and kind of being like emotionally mature has really actually helped the competitive advantage. So could you speak to that? And the idea of, you know, we think of fun, maybe goofing off, but like it, it is a real help so could you talk to about the competitive advantage of that?
2: I appreciate you bringing that question up a lot because, you know, I understand at the big league level, the amount of money we're getting paid, you know, the amount, the, the amount of money that's involved, the pressure like that is, that's all a part of being a major league baseball player, a hundred percent as it should be because of just, you know, the, the pressure and, and the people, the eyes on you, but, if you're in the big leagues, you're playing professional baseball, you are a good athlete. You are a good baseball player. So for myself, it's just understanding that me having fun in a way that I can do it. Obviously there's a level or there's a line of professionalism that I never want to cross. And I, I am very, you know, that's the discernment that you have to have, but there is no way that me having fun in the way I do, would get in the way of me performing at all. And I think across the league, there are organizations that maybe associate guys having fun with them not caring or them not putting in a, a, enough work or however you want to, you know, identify that. But for me, it's like I'm gonna play, come seven o'clock at night. I'm going to play 110% in between those lines. I am going to ball, like I am going to work so hard to be the best that I can, but I'm going to have fun because this is such a small window of opportunity in my career that when it's all said and done, I want to be able to look myself in the mirror and say, I enjoyed, like, regardless of what happened, I enjoyed it. I had fun. You know, I was a good teammate and I, I, I gave it all that I had, but, I enjoyed it. Right. And I know because I've talked to guys that they wish they would have done that. And I'm talking guys who've been released from the minor leagues, guys who've been released in the big leagues who didn't enjoy it because of the pressure that they felt from everyone around them. It, It screwed up their routine. It screwed up why they started playing this game in the first place as a child before everything crept in whether it was the competitive or the business all that other stuff for me it's like no 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 like I'm not gonna have any regrets right like I am going to enjoy this no one is going to take my joy away from me in playing major League baseball right so yeah that's my answer
1: when did that happen has it always been like that for you for your career or is there like a, was there a moment where you're like you just said whatever you know man I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy this while I've got it
2: Oh man, okay. I'm gonna be a little vulnerable with y'all and, <laughs> and give you a story. So, when I was in Kansas City, first of all, um, when I got traded over to Kansas City, like I did not feel good. I, I was not confident. My mechanics were off. Um, you know, Milwaukee sent me over there, kind of, and, and no one knew this, right? Like I was in a bad headspace as it is when I got traded over. So, I'll never forget, I had been striking out like three times a game for five six games I in Kansas City I was supposed to be you know the dude I just got traded for Moustakis there was a lot of you know hype around that trade rightfully so and I just was not in a good place and I never forget it was a day game and Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs is sitting there with like four of the other Chiefs uh, football players and he, you know he like gave me one of these because I you know he he follows baseball he knew I got traded for Moose and I'm sure he was telling the boys like, Oh, that, that guy's supposed to be good guys. I ended up striking out three times that game, walking back to the dugout with my head down, just like feeling the walk of shame, knowing like, you know, they're just all this, obviously Travis Kelsey, like wasn't dogging on me or anything like that. But I just say that because I, I went down the tunnel and I put my shades on and I just had like tears streaming down my face. I was like, what is wrong with me? Like no one knows, no one knew like I was crying or anything like that, but I was just so frustrated mentally that I, I just, I was like, this is it. Like I am so done with trying to please and impress the people around me on a daily basis. Like this is too much for me. This is at now, now this is at the expense of my happiness. And I'm a major league baseball player. Like I should be so joyful on a daily I I am so blessed like what what am I doing and from there it was just like you know what like I, I all I can do is control what I can control and that's showing up every single day being a good teammate working hard taking care of my business and when I get in between the lines I'm gonna play as hard as I can and if it doesn't go my way then so be it. Like right, like I'm not gonna let this be at the expense of. If it's not fair to my wife, it's not fair to my friends and family who have to catch me away from the field. Like, what is this? So that was kind of the tipping point where uh, I was just uh, this. This isn't. This isn't right.
0: Well, you've obviously had some big and very like fun. That fun is definitely translated from the field to both success, but also just real strong fan engagement. And obviously, the Game 4 walk-off is a big iconic one. But last year, you got to have a walk-off in the Trop, packed house, in front of all those hometown fans. And to, to me, we even did an article on the website, um, Dominic, uh, amazing article, if you get a chance to read, it's called Anatomy of a Walk-Off, that's basically just talking about that moment. The pictures, the, the, the crowd, you just jumping into the net, the planning around. Can you just talk about like, is any of that stuff, like when you're in the moment, is any of it planned or is it just like you're just going off of, it's just your body's just acting? <laughs>
2: Man, you're on fire with these questions. Every, everyone, everyone that knows me was like, was that choreographed? Like, was that <laughs> planned? No, not at all. That was pure emotion, pure fun coming out pure joy just oozing from me in that moment, given the opportunity that I was given to come up in my, in front of my hometown crowd and hit a walk off home or like every kid dreams of in the backyard playing wiffle ball with their friends. And when people talk about like the airplane, like where does that stem from or where does that come from? That is just the kid in me coming out like this because I enjoy it so darn much that, I, I, I've been able to get to a place where I'm at now mentally and emotionally to be able to do things like this, to be able to just enjoy that moment as it is, as opposed to trying to not or trying to be someone I'm not trying to like play cool and be like, no, that is so freaking cool that I'm getting the opportunity to be a major league baseball player in my hometown. So I'm going to share with the rest of the world on how I'm actually feeling through my, my words, through my, you know, physical physical, like just through everything that I do. I want people to say that guy doesn't take one day for granted. That guy respects everyone around him. You know, he's here for the fans. Like he doesn't forget where he comes from. And you know, that's through experience, how I got to where I'm at, how I'm able to operate the way I am is because of, you know the, the the experiences before and man i just so blessed just so freaking blessed
1: that moment and after that game when, when you got up on the net and you're you know you're shaking the net i was like my my initial reaction after that game was like this team is a bunch of pro wrestlers you know they're just strutting around they're winning a bunch of ball games and not in like a cocky arrogant way but in like this emotional like showman way like you guys were like doing it for the fans it really felt like you guys were buying in and You know, I I don't know if my my mom will be embarrassed, but I'm going to shout her out real quick. She's got a picture. She's a a school principal, and she's got a picture of you from game four doing the airplane on her desk. And she says she, like, looks at it every day to remember, like, this is supposed to be fun. This is what I love to do. I'm passionate about it. And she, you know, talks to her students about it, too. It's like, when did that click for you after game four? Because I know there was a whirlwind of emotions at that game. But when did it click for you that, like, your mantra, your baseball is fun mantra was really having an effect on a lot of people, not only Rays fans, but really like sports fans across yeah. the country.
2: Shout out to shout out to Mama. That's really cool <laughs> that she's got that photo um, on her desk. You know, for me, that moment really solidified my career in a sense of I've always been known as like the kind of the clown, like that's the dude with the funny laugh. Like you know, that dude is is goofy, but to have a a moment in history a walk-off hit in, in game four like that kind of bridged the gap for me of being a goofball and, and having some some respect as like oh he may you know he's a he's a good player uh and that alone gave me so much more confidence that i was able to take into last year 2021 not only as a baseball player but just as a human being in, in general to have that big of a moment that hasn't happened since the 80s. Um, you know, I give, I give all the glory to God in a sense of, like, that was all – I had one at bat. I'm one for one in the World Series. That was all planned out. Uh, you, you, you know, like, you couldn't have – you couldn't have dreamed of that. You couldn't have written that. Like, that moment, how things unfolded, like, for me, that was a God thing two errors like we're talking peak performance in the world series for there to be two errors on the play and for me me to have a walk-off single with a runner on first and second like it went down as one of the most improbable plays in sports history and again that just solidifies how I'm going about my business how you know like how I'm treating like that moment says hey keep doing what you're doing and I'm really glad I'm so blessed to have that moment because it's really brought, brought so much out of me. It's, it's been able to unlock something that I haven't had. And uh, it's
1: really cool. It, it was. Yeah. It's a moment that I think baseball fans will will never forget. And, uh, you know, I want to talk about MLB the show 22 game just launched on yes. the day we're recording uh, April 1st. Um, I know you're a big fan of the game. You've played in the players tournaments that we had. Um, during the, the the start of the pandemic but first off is like are we getting the brett phillips reliever card in the game at some point this year
2: i hope so and i listen if we do i'm telling you right now it's going to be 99 diamond ow like <laughs> my pitches are going to be randy johnson type fastball mariano rivera type cutter um I'm. i mean you can go down the list of just put it on a hundred, you know? Um, but uh, MLB, the show 22 sh- with Shohei on the cover. Holy cow. How fire is that? That like, it's got to go down as one of the best, I think, um, covers of all time. I'm really glad they they went with the the cover they did.
0: I mean, it's, it's, it's no generational two-way talent of the Brett Phillips cover, but you know, I know they couldn't reach your quote. So, Shohei, <laughs> great second choice, great second choice for other generational talent, two way player. Uh, do you get to play much like during the season? I know different teams of different, you know, clubhouses are different, but like, do you, is the Rays' clubhouse? Do you guys play at all during the season, or is it sort of just not enough? You
2: know, time? we no, yeah, you know, we don't play in the clubhouse. Um, a lot of guys do play video games. I'm one of those guys. Uh, for me. It's a balance because I, I get addicted and my wife is like, "Hey, you're at the field 10 hours a day and then you come like, oh, I'm trying to hang out with you too. Um, so but with that being said, I really enjoy playing video games. I love it. I love competing. I didn't get to where I'm at in, in my life by not love loving to compete. So video games allows me, to find that passion of competing when I'm not playing baseball, if that makes sense.
0: Totally. So what what kind of stuff do you play this you know this off season leading up with the lockout, especially with how long that was?
2: You know, I love MLB The Show. Um, I, I I love Call of Duty first person shooters, Apex, and I'm big right now. I'm getting into play to earn. So we've got like the PixelVerse and Miranda's coming out. I think that's a really cool concept that we're going to be able to to do in the future where we're playing video games where we're actually earning real money. You know, our parents told us all the time growing up video games is just a waste of time. Well, Hey babe, like my wife, like I'm making money playing video games. Like, am I wasting time?
1: (laughs) The, The other thing is like, you know, I, I grew up a race fan and, and I, and I know you did too. Like, those early like baseball dreams for me were like rooted in my road to the show character. Well, I'm a bit of a baseball nerd. So like my raise franchise mode on MLB, the show where yes. I could like pretend I was managing the raises were, were some of those, like, you know, when you were growing up playing baseball, video games, is that where some of your baseball dreams are rooted into?
2: A hundred percent. I'll tell you like starting with Slugfest in the early days, um, you know, going into MLB, the show, the first like when MLB the show showed up to spring training with their 144 cameras or whatever it was, and they're like, Hey, we're going to take photos of you to put you in our video game. My jaw dropped. I was like, This is this is what I've dreamed of. And now I'm being put in MLB the show video game. Like, you like, holy cow, someone pinched me. How cool is this? And uh, you know, to see myself in that game, I feel like my my guy is way better in the game than I am in real life because people always send me videos of me hitting like, uh, in, in their diamond dynasty, they're just hitting bombs with Brett Phillips. And I'm just like, man, feed that to me, give that to me in real life. So shout out to uh, Sony and MLB the show for, for making my guy legit.
1: I mean, I see you've got already like 99 arm accuracy and I'm a big like outfield defense guy. So I'm thinking day one, I'm gonna have Brett Phillips in center field from for my Diamond Dynasty squad, just tracking down balls. Oh,
2: fire me up! I'm about to be throwing everyone out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it, with with I know Blake Snell is like you know known as like this big MLB the Show player. Now now that he he's not with the Rays, he's out in San Diego. Is there anybody else like in the clubhouse that you know is a big MLB the Show player? Maybe they're not as public about it, but maybe you know they're gonna go home and, and grind Diamond Dynasty after they give uh, get out of you know leave a game.
2: You know, honestly, in the Um, in the Rays clubhouse, there, there, you know, some guys are more into Super Smash Brothers. Um, I'm not too familiar. Yeah, I'm not too familiar of anyone besides myself who's heavy into MLB. The show, like I'm all about ripping packs, Road to the Show, Diamond Dynasty. I have gotten into it because. I, 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 just, I just love it. I, and when I'm able to hit homers in a video game against Garrett Cole and I can't do that in real life, like that gives me confidence. I,
1: th- I think you That's could great. probably get one off Garrett Cole this year. I mean, you'll get to I'm, hoping,
2: I, I'm hoping I just at least make contact this year against Garrett Cole because the guy struck me out five times in five at-bats last year. I looked like I never played baseball. So then I just go home and I just hit homers off him and MLB the show and I feel way better about myself. It's quite simple.
1: Well, that's a good question. Like, are there days where you're struggling and like you can just play and kind of decompress, but kind of like bring you back to that like level playing field? You know what? Like, this is fun. It's a game.
2: No doubt. Yeah, hundred percent. And a part of me, they have MLB The Show has our batting stances down like to the T, like really good. So I love the timing aspect of like seeing my got my characters load with the pitcher, and I'm like, oh man, like he's timed up perfectly. Let's see if I can make a little adjustments, or see when he's. So, so in that sense, it's really cool to see.
1: Now, uh, l- last year, you you know, you got to pitch, you got to go represent uh, Major League Baseball at the All Star Game, at the World Series. What what are some of your goals for for this year, both on the field and off?
2: Yeah, so you know, when it comes to pitching, I definitely deserve another inning. I'm I'm going to have to go into Kevin Cash's office and let him know that he needs to use me in more high leverage situations. I felt personally a little offended that I came in nine to one and I don't know if you guys know this, but when he came up to me and asked me if I, if I could pitch, I looked this man in the, in his face. And I said, are you serious? Like I'm the best option you got. Like position player wise. Come on now. So uh, I'm hoping I, I, I get another inning this year. I know a lot of fans out there who are wanting to see me pitch again, rightfully so. After what they saw last year and how electric I was, you know, so we'll see. That's definitely a goal.
1: Gun as showed 94 for, last year. Do you think you got any more yeah. left in the tank? Do you think you can get it Listen, up a little higher? I've
2: got, I'm going to be honest with you. I have a lot more. <laughs> I have a lot more in the tank. I had to go 94 because it would have looked real bad. If I would have smoked uh, Jonathan Davis <laughs> as a position player, facing a position player, if I would have hit him on accident with 98, but like I, I, had to take a little bit off just to get it across the plate. But if I come in again, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell whoever's hitting, hey, back off, so I can let. I, I gotta show the world they're trying to see, they're trying to see more than 94. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes.
0: You you could get a pretty good pitching duel because you have Anthony Rizzo with the Yankees, and he he struck out Freddie Freeman. So I think I feel like opener right there, Phillips versus Rizzo. That's that's a that's a money matchup.
2: That's that. This is what I hear. I heard he's very good. He's a very good pitcher. This is what I've heard. Um, Have I seen the tapes? No. I need to check check the tapes. Quite frankly, I know what I I have. I know what what I like. I bring to the table. And so, if that's what the world wants to see is a Rizzo Phillips opener uh, type game, I think we give the people what they want. We'll see. We'll see. Come come down the stretch. You know who's top dog
1: a, cu- a couple more raised questions before we wrap up you know the Rays have got some some big personalities you g montroy randy rosarena uh but but maybe like maybe not in front of the cameras but maybe down in the clubhouse or somewhere else who's got like the seat the best secret like sense of humor the guy that isn't showing it in front of the cameras but you know it's april fool's day is there another prank in the clubhouse that we don't know of
2: oh man i'm trying to trying to see you know honestly i I say this seriously, top to bottom. Just it's a great group of guys. Like I'm not just saying this because I'm on a podcast right now. When I talk, there's not one guy that I would throw shade about behind closed doors because you know they're these are genuinely good guys, good character who want to see the best in everyone. I know again, we talked about it earlier in the in in the in the podcast about egos. Egos are are pretty big, and across the league, they're pretty big. And I'm going to say this to everyone who listens, especially the baseball players, talking to you directly. What we do is cool. Playing Major League Baseball is cool, but that does not make you cool as a person. I'm going to say that right now. That does not make you cool as a person. What you do is cool. What makes you cool is being a good person, treating everyone with love and respect, you know treating the fans with respect they're showing up each and every day supporting us so i don't know who needs to hear that across the league but when you talk about tampa bay rays they understand that and i can i can say that with a hundred percent confidence but th- these dudes are sweet these dudes are freaking awesome so uh as for as for jokesters and stuff, we all we're all funny. We all have fun.
1: Yeah, I, that that comes through on the TV or when you're at games. You can tell that this team is 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 really gelled, and it, it feels like the Rays almost recruit to that. Right? They bring guys in that they know are going to add to that culture. W- w- one last question, Brett. You know, your local guy, Seminole High School, right? N- not only what does it mean not only to you to come back and play for your hometown team, a team that's had a lot of success. What does it mean for for your family to have you back home representing this team?
2: Man, I'm gonna tell you what in '98, well, it was in '97 because the team wasn't expan- it, it expanded in '98. So Ray's first fan fest in '97. I'm three years old, I was born in '94. And grandma took me and my sister out to Tropicana Field, got a photo, and from there I was like, This is awesome! Like, I love this, and here I am. 24 years later, grandma's no longer alive. But to be able to play Major League Baseball for the team I grew up rooting for, for the team I grew up going to the game selling newspaper, Tampa Bay Times newspapers out in front of the stadium so we could go in and watch the game, it's, it's a blessing. And, you know, I give all the glory to God. And I, you know, I thank everyone who's helped me out to, to get to this point, but man, I am so blessed to be able to say that I play major league baseball player for major league baseball for my hometown. I will, that's why I carry myself the way I do. Obviously I'm, you know, I'm always joyful, but I just have more reasons to, to never take anything for granted and to always be just grateful for, for whatever it may be. And I, Anyone hearing this can always hold me accountable. And everyone who knows me knows this is, you know, ask them behind closed doors who Brett Phillips is, but seriously, just so blessed.
1: Well, Brett, that was, that was awesome, man. And thank you so much for (laughs) taking the time out of your day to to join us on the d Rays Bay Podcast Network.
2: Awesome. Thank you guys. Appreciate it.
1: With threats to
0: our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: I mean, that was just amazing. I cannot thank Brett enough for his time coming onto the podcast he brought so much great energy, told so many great stories, and honestly just got me so much more excited for the start of this season because we got to remind ourselves sometimes that baseball is fun, right? So once again, thank you to Brett uh, Darby. Thank you to Darby for coming on with me today and asking Brett some amazing questions. I think we got him to tell some some great stories, and I'm glad that we got to share them with you guys because Brett Phillips is awesome, man, and we're so excited that he gets to be a member of the Tampa Bay Rays. If you liked what you listened to today, if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this at, if they allow reviews, that is the best way to kind of spread what we do to more and more race fans. So give us a five stars, drop a little review. If you've got a question and you give us a five star review, drop that question in the review. I'll answer it on the next podcast. We really appreciate you guys' support. We see the numbers going up now going into the season. We know that you guys are excited for more content, and we're excited to give it to you right here at the D Race Bay Podcast Network. So once again, thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you later this week.